There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Guten Tag. See, I thought I'd just throw in a different language today. Guten Tag. Is that German? I think so, yeah. That's Deutsch. Dutch? No, uh, Deutsch. Deutsch Deutsch is German. German. That's German. Oh, I don't know. Guten Tag. You could say hallo. Guten Tag. My brother in law. God bless you, Pat. No longer with us, unfortunately. One wonderful guy. Patrick O'Brien. Guess what nationality he was? Irish? Irish and Puerto Rican. <laughs> Those arguments were phenomenal, by the way, between the Irish and the Puerto Ricans in that house. What a combo. It was phenomenal. Beautiful people, though. <laughs> he had like three, four sisters. Just beautiful women. But my... My sister always wanted to go to Europe, and they finally made the trip. And one of their stops was in Germany. And Pat apparently uh, wanted to fit in, but he didn't do as much study as he should have, didn't do as much reading, because <laughs> everybody he ran into, he'd go, Duncan Tog, which is oh, no. thank day. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Thank day? What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Pat, well, God, he was a great guy. I remember one time a guy was doing some stuff to me, and Pat saw him do it. He slammed the door so hard, the entire thing shattered. I don't think I went on a tangle with Pat back in the day. Tommy O'Brien, his youngest brother, is still a really good friend of mine. But the the O'Brien family, we love you. You know that, I hope. I'm hoping anyway. Now, did you just try to annoy me by keeping that mug up on there, there for an extended period? No, no, I, I didn't try. If, if, if I did, then, you know, mission accomplished, but I did not try sure. today. Well, I, the only reason I bring it up is because, you know, every Thursday I give Gelfand a ride home after the show. Okay. I give him a ride home because he doesn't like to drive mm-hmm. much. He doesn't see all that well anymore. And yeah. all that. But I give him a ride home. And as we're pulling up, I look over and he's got one of the coffee cups in his hand. I said, oh, you like those coffee cups? He goes, oh, yeah, I got a few of them at the house. I should probably bring them back. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he just makes off with the coffee oh, cups. My God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did you notice there's some missing? Well, I was going to say, I, I noticed that, like, <laughs> I, felt, I felt at one point there was more yeah. in, like, the green room area. But, oh, yeah. Oh. Well, okay, well, that explains it. I just because <laughs> Alex always says she takes them home to wash them every once in yeah, a while. right. And so I was oh, she must have just... Taking him home and yeah. hasn't brought him back yet. <laughs> Gelfand. A little five-finger discount <clears throat> yeah. there for Gelfand. Gelfand is the only less mechanically inclined person than me that I've ever met. <laughs> Every time I give him a ride home, I have to show him where the doorknob is to open the door. Yeah, but is it one of those, like, secret ones? It's right there. I mean, it's a lever more than it is a, a knob, though. Obviously, okay. you don't have doorknobs in cars, but... 
No, and I'll tell you one thing. <clears throat> it got mentioned to me a few times yesterday, and thank you for that. It was very, very nice. We accomplished something yesterday on the show that I was very, very proud of and very happy about because Mike and I agree on almost nothing politically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we talked about it, you know, at length. Uh, he was, we were talking about politics and the election and how things go and all the rest of it. And Mike and I agree very little. But at the end, it was pointed out, and we both told each other on the air that we loved one another. I don't agree with anything he thinks politically, but I love the man. He's a wonderful person. He's a crabby little prick, but yes. You know. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> what, what else is new? <laughs> what else is new? With you? But do you think that's a good image? I don't see that image anywhere on TV, on the radio, anywhere where people go, even though I don't agree with anything you say, I still admire you. Why can't people do that? That's a great question. I yeah. I hope, I, I think it's funny because I do think there is value in people getting along in the sense that, like, yeah. entertainment value. Well, it just it's better for your head. Why do you want to go around hating everybody? I, I mean, know. And, it's, and it, I'm sorry, and people don't like to admit this, but it's very prevalent in Minnesota. Minnesota, and I've lived a few places, and I love Minnesota. I was happy I grew up here, born here, raised here, all the rest of it. But there is a group of people, I would say about 100, 200,000 people in the state of, what are there, not four and a half, five million people in the state now? Something like yeah. that. Sounds right. Yeah, a couple hundred thousand are the worst people I have ever met in my entire life. They can't wait to harm someone else. Where did that come from? I don't know. I don't Do get you find it. it. You find it different when you're in Florida? Like, is it a different? Oh, much different. Really? Well, don't tell uh, anybody this, but, you know, Catherine and I live in a Jewish neighborhood. So, you know, oh. we're, we, what a mistake that was. But no, it's everybody's very, the only problem we have with that, though, Brittany, and I think yeah. you probably know this already. Uh, yeah, and it's true. I, I live in, we live right down, I don't know, in the, but it doesn't matter. Most people don't know where it is. Yeah. But it's a predominantly Jewish neighborhood, which we mm-hmm. didn't know when we moved in, but good. I grew up in a black Jewish and Catholic neighborhood, so it works for me. It's wonderful. The only problem that comes from it is when Catherine walks the dog and he starts to misbehave, she goes, Jude! Everybody's <laughs> head turns around and stares like, did she just scream Jew? <laughs> <laughs> Jude! And she just kind of goes, it's, it's pointing to the dog. It's a dog. It's a, oh, yeah. She does. She goes, it's a dog. I'm talking to the dog. Right. Which just makes it worse. <laughs> Which makes it worse. That's now, true. What did you name your dog? <laughs> She's named after Hey Jude. You know that. My mom, um, in their community, I was asking her about this. I was like, because she lives in Fort Myers. Sure. And she said a lot of times since like they kind of know each other just from playing different um, like sports, like pickleball and golf, whatever. A lot of times they don't even know each other's political views and then they kind of get to know later. So it's more of like a surface level feeling for a lot of people. Nothing wrong with that. I'm pretty much a centrist. I've tried being a Democrat, tried being a Republican. It's not that I hated it. I Mm -hmm. just didn't, it didn't really fit what I'm all about. So I'm kind of in the middle of the whole deal, which is fine with me. I don't have any problem with that. I the the thing that I don't like about the number one thing I don't like about politi- politicians is it's all about getting people to give them money. Yeah. I I hate that about the politicians. I want to see and th- this would never happen. So this is just a pipe dream, but some type of like limit that yeah. you can spend. Yep. On like cuz it's an insane amount that I billions. Like the figures that I see each election are like this is an insane amount. And if you can't get your point across with 
you know, a hundred million dollars or whatever, and grant that's just a, a number for the sake of a number. Sure. You know, let's let's cut our losses somewhere because this money has to be able to go to other stuff as well. In yeah. my, you know, I couldn't agree yep. more. And then on top of that, especially for local ele- elections and stuff like that, where you have a million people running for random school board and you'd have no idea who everybody is, there should be some sort of short answer questionnaire that they all have to fill out that yes. summarizes <laughs> their their ideas. Yeah. So that way I can, okay, here's a great synopsis rather than having to listen to a debate where you just call the other person a knucklehead all day and ramble. That's so true. Yeah. Yep. Well, people who think, who get angry about your political views must think that everybody lives the exact same life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They must think that. And it's not even close to being true. Relax. Calm down. Right. Calm and down. People, yeah, people need to operate with the impression that my opinion is subject to change as new information comes in. So <laughs> if, you know what? Sometimes I might be wrong, go. but I'm willing to change my mind if, if proven otherwise. Yeah, that is a weird mindset. People have it that as like a failure my like mindset. Like I can't change my mind about anything. I would mm-hmm. it would be looking like I conceded. You know it's so amazing this morning cuz I always watch Channel 5 Eyewitness News in the morning when I'm walking. I take my walk and I watch the news. And <laughs> so I always check in on CNN and Fox just to see what they're talking about. Every single day you hit CNN Trump's going to prison forever. He's screwed. He's going to prison. He's a horrible human being. I click over on Fox. Biden's going to prison. He's a horrible president. Like, is that all you guys ever talk about is the president and the former president? Well, yep. it's why like people like me can tune it out because it's the yeah. news that call, you know, that claimed or call, was it the Boy who called wolf? No. Yeah, boy who cried wolf. Cried wolf, yeah. Cried, Mm -hmm. cried. I was thinking, I said called. That's why I was like, that doesn't sound right. And you tear up Uh, and you call it calling? (laughs) Totally. Thank you very much. Uh, Uh... The, you know, it is the news that cried wolf. I don't believe anything they say. Like, you could no, literally, I could no. get a headline right now. And 10 years ago, if I would have gotten a headline that says, uh, Biden's going to jail, I'd go, oh, my God. Right. Back in the old, jail. Yes. But now if I got it, I wouldn't even click on it. I'd go, like, probably what? not. Because right. half the time their headline <laughs> or whatever they're teasing to co- go into break and come back from, they go, how can we make this sound the most extreme? No question. Like, it's all very yeah, extreme. Did Biden just commit the most heinous act in the history of the world? Come back at 5 o'clock and we'll get the answer. And, and, it's like and then he, at 5 o'clock he wore a tan suit. Correct. <clears throat> that's about yeah, it. That's what it was. Yep. And it's like, no, he okay. fell off his bike. Yeah, everybody, <laughs> everybody calmed down. Look, he yeah. got Biden licorice ice cream. He escapes death. He slipped and fell. <laughs> he did not escape <laughs> death. Okay, death. Uh, this is why you gotta watch Veep because they did like AJ mentioning licorice ice cream. They did a whole episode of Veep where she was going to a frozen yogurt place and they had to decide what flavor she was gonna and it like took five of her advisors to figure out which flavor she should get. Oh, and for which like one approval means. ratings and stuff, right? Like, yeah, and it was yeah. so fun. It was just like, yeah, that's our politicians. I've like, never seen it. I know you'd love Veep. You would really? and I yeah, I'm telling you you would love Veep. I've never found her funny though. She's so good in it. Oh, is she really? It, Yes, she kind of leans into the elitist, you know. No. She, and she, You know why she's, she's so good at that, right? Because she is born into it. Six billion dollar family. Yeah, I'm telling you, <laughs> she's so, you're going to actually like right, her well, after this. I'll give it a whirl if you want me if, to. If you, said you watch you, an ep- episode of Veep, you'll just love it because okay. they just mock 
government. Oh, I like that. Because you, you mentioned it was um, a few weeks ago, some movie had Tina Fey in it. I know you said that you weren't... She was you, really good. You weren't a big fan of her. That's yeah, the uh, the Hercule Poirot movie, the new one. The Haunting yeah. of Venice. Haunting of Venice, yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's um, in that and she's terrific in it. I think Veep is one of those shows, just because like the premise and the, the content of it is, I think you'd be laughing your butt off and then like five episodes and you'd be like, you know what? Maybe I do like Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Maybe, maybe <laughs> yeah. she is pretty good. Um, I, it's a possibility because I never cared for Tina Fey ever. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I went from I don't like her at all to, man, she was terrific. I, I think it's just about that one role. And know? it's once again, why can't people do that? I don't like her, so I'm not going to see the movie. I don't ever do that. I go see the movie. If she's good, hey, she's good. If she's not good, I go, well, th- that saw that coming. But people avoiding things, I just, would you grow up for Christ's sake, right? Yeah. Why can't people grow up? That's a great know. question. I just, That's man, everybody's a question. child now. You hurt my feelings. You victimized me because you didn't point out my great earring. Like, shut up. Can we start punching people again? I know uh-huh. Phil Mackey wants to start punching people. Phil Mackey wants to start punching people right, right yes, in the mush. Yes, I, I punched some guy on the sidewalk this morning. There's Get a out shock. of my way. <laughs> There's a shock. Oh, I got to do this. Oh, by the way, I'm glad you jumped on for this. Uh, the numbers that we're turning out on this this uh, giveaway, the promotion for the uh, Eagles concert, huge numbers on the deal. Phil, I got 11,000 happy birthday wishes throughout all of social media. That's never happened in my life before. So 11, be- that's overwhelming to me. It's Just, overwhelming. I don't, I don't know if I'd want, I, I don't want people to know my birthday if it's going to result in 11,000 people reaching out. But you know how sweet that is? Those listeners of, of ours, you know, mine back in the day and all of ours now, they've always been very, very supportive. That's why I'm very, thank God they're they out there because they just... Uh, yeah, I, th- these numbers are in the thousands for all this stuff. So thank all of you Some, for your support. Sometimes we need uh, we, you know, us, us talking heads, us idiots on microphones. Sometimes we need a little validation and love in our lives. So we do appreciate it. I could tell you one thing, but no, there are certain people in the they're not going to like this. You know that this show beats about two-thirds of the morning shows in this market? And it's a podcast. I mean, you yeah. guys kick ass. Joe does very well, right? Yeah. So the, yeah, the format's working. I mean, it is. Uh, we were. It's. It's funny. I was. I was actually talking to someone about this yesterday, just sort of offline. We. It's. It's been almost five years since we made the move. We moved yeah. essentially our local programming off of fifteen hundred ESPN radio mm-hmm. and into podcast and YouTube. And so we were. You know, for, I think AM radio and FM radio are in different spots. But for us, we were, at the time it yeah. was deemed very, very risky. Right? Wow, this is. This is a bold move to move sports content yeah. into digital. And I think now, you know, we considered it risky four or five years ago. What if we hadn't done it? Oh, you know, you're like absolutely what, right. Where would, if, as, a, as a guy that just wants to talk sports and, you know, have fun every day, like I would, I probably wouldn't be doing that on an AM radio no, station no. in 2023. So no, it's, it's a blast, man. And the support has been so, thank you. The only reason I even brought that up is to tell you guys the show is doing very well despite you guys being on it. No, wait a minute. I didn't mean to say it that way. Yes. Especially Brittany's uh, random and weird closet behind her. Too. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> she got her weird closet. Oh, I got to do this. <laughs> Speaking of that, by the way, the Eagles are at Exile Energy Center on their farewell tour on Saturday, November 18th, a week from tomorrow. 
and you can see them with me in my suite, and Catherine, of course. To enter, just go to Tom Bernard app or the website at TomBernardShow.com. Listen for your name to be announced each day at 810, 910, and 1010. Email us back by midnight at contest at TomBernardShow.com, and you win. And uh, AJ pointed out to me, was it yesterday's winner called During the Show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonderful. Yesterday, Renee reached out to us. Like in the second hour, she's I like, just "I love it." I think give me those tickets. I love it. <laughs> like I'm on the way. <laughs> Today's qualifier name for the Eagles with me in my suite is Robert Simonson. Uh, I it could be Simonson, I suppose, but I think it's Simonson. Robert Simonson of Maple Grove. Robert Simonson emails by midnight tonight at contest at tombernardshow.com. Renee Turgeon of Richfield emailed us back and will join me in my suite to see the Eagles at XL Saturday, November 18th. Robert Simonson uh, of uh, Maple Grove email us by midnight tonight, contest and I'll see you a week from tomorrow. So that'll be wonderful. Um, sports, Phil. Sports. Anything good happening? I continue to just be fascinated by this Joshua Dobbs. You know, he's the fourth oh, quarterback yeah. the yep. Vikings have brought in and I know you guys, have, you probably talked about it with, with Judd this week, but just the stories that are coming out now about the Vikings head coach, Kevin O'Connell, and what he's doing in the headphones. So, like, quarterbacks have, oh, have yeah. speakers in their helmet. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, we got, we got kind of the full story of this guy comes in on a Tuesday night or a Wednesday morning last week. He's just going to try and meet his teammates and maybe learn a few plays and – but they they spent the whole week getting a different quarterback ready. He comes in and they ba- so basically like the pilot passes out, right? Gets knocked out. That's the Vikings' third quarterback, and they say, "Does anyone know how to fly a plane?" And Joshua Dobbs is like, "Well, I flew another team's plane earlier this year. I don't know how to fly your plane." And Kevin O'Connell is up there in air traffic control, saying, "All right, so I'll, I'll help you land this thing." He's telling them what the plays are. Yeah, but another story came out, and it just shows I think how great of a head coach Kevin O'Connell is going to be for the Vikings here. Mm-hmm. You guys remember Mark Sanchez, the former oh, Jets sure. quarterback? Yeah, absolutely. Butt fumble guy. <clears throat> Butt fumble guy. Yeah, he's more known for <laughs> running into an offensive line's ass, falling yes. on his his own ass and fumbling the football. So Mark Sanchez in like 2010. Wait a second, one second. Look yeah. at Brittany's face. Br- Brittany has no idea what's. And I guarantee, Brittany, you've seen the highlight. Sorry about no, that. No, I first off, that terminology is not what I thought it was going to be about when he said butt fumble. Yeah. And so like I've written, I've wrote it down already that butt fumble. Google to like, it. Yes, I will. Google, on the Google just Google butt fumble. You might not even need to type in Mark Sanchez. No, you, you can just type in butt fumble and it will pop up. Yeah. Sorry about it's that one of the most prominent uh, blooper plays. So Mark Sanchez, who was just, you know, he was just kind of a crappy quarterback, and he was a backup for a while. Well, him and Kevin O'Connell played together as backup quarterbacks in, in New York with the Jets mm-hmm. like 10 years ago when Kevin was a player. So Kevin becomes a quarterback's coach with Washington like five years ago, and they signed Mark Sanchez to be a backup because they're desperate that week. Oh, my God, you know, we only have one quarterback. Starting quarterback gets hurt in the game. Mark Sanchez doesn't know his teammates. He just signed a few days ago. Doesn't know the playbook, anything. The head coach puts the headset on Kevin O'Connell, <laughs> oh, quarterback's really? coach, and says, help him land the plane. Guide him through this and just do what you got to do. And so Sanchez was saying he's got like the, the, the wristband of plays where it'll, it'll, it'll sure, be like, you know, sure. it's numbered. So it's so the, the coach can say, hey, uh, Tell the other 10 guys in the huddle, it's play 10. They'll know what you're talking about because they've been here all year. It's play 10. Now, as you're walking up to the line of scrimmage, 
he's communicating to Mark Sanchez saying, okay, remember when we were in New York 10 years ago? It's like this play that we ran. So you'll be fine. There's two wide receivers over here. And it's like, this is like on the fly during a football game. He's done this multiple times. He's helped guys land the plane on a football field. So I, I'm just fascinated by it. Yeah, it's it's incredible. And especially because Josh Dobbs, I saw an interview he was doing and he was saying, yeah, like Kevin will be in my headset. And as it's getting closer and closer to cutting out, you'd hear Kevin O'Connell just be like, yep, yeah, okay, so you got two receivers to your right. If the safety comes down, and then we'll just cut out. Because yep. the time's up. And he would be like, well, now I just got to figure Wait, the rest what? of this out. What? What? Yeah. Do I throw? Yeah. Do, I pe- do I hand yeah. it? So there's five buttons on the panel here. Don't push. <clears throat> yes. And now <laughs> let's play. <laughs> okay, wait one second. Amy's in my headphones. Amy Daniels, is that you? Yeah. That's all I need. <laughs> Tom, be sure when you're going to break that you never do... Yeah. Oh, it cuts out. Oh, no. We all know that it was going to say never give it to Brittany. Yeah. Never yeah. give Brittany the mic. <laughs> exactly. Um, exactly. I right. have this imagery of Dobbs this week. So, like, he seems so intelligent that he's got these plays down. Mm-hmm. But he has, like, flashcards of yeah. uh, players' faces with their names on the back. Like, that's my imagery of him on the bus right now being like, okay, yeah, Anderson is. You know, like, that mm-hmm. would be so yeah. cute to But me. that's a thing because, like, one of the things in the game is that you're, as you're watching a football game, oftentimes, so the, the offense offense goes up to the line and and for most plays you put a guy in motion like you want to call for that receiver to go over to the other side of the formation yep and and so sometimes if you want if you're a quarterback and you want to and they do that to see if the defense reacts so they can get a read on what they're doing and so what you would do is you would like say the guy's name like hey Jordan over here right or you know whatever and so he doesn't know these guys' names, so he's he's looking over and he's like, uh, hey, "Hey guy, hey guy, <laughs> right? Go, you go, well, you go over this way." Yeah. What is he yelling? Is he can't hear hey, anything? Buddy, buddy, guys hey, forgetting. chief. Yep. Hey, chief. I like that one. Like, tall look, guy. Eight, We're eight, all eight, tall. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, muscular, six foot three guy. Oh wait, you're right. all muscular. He like, taps the line like, "Who's that guy out there again?" Yeah. What's yeah. your name? What's your name? Like kids do. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. So, but we're getting, so we do on Purple Daily, we turn our Friday show into, we call it Feedback Friday, where we just read, for better or worse, we just read people's questions and sure. if they want to rip us, we read those. And I'm, so I'm, I'm going through for our, because we, we'll, we'll do a live stream here shortly after I'm done with you guys. Most of the questions are about how far can the Vikings go with a backup quarterback? And they've done it a bunch. Like, remember 1998, Randall Cunningham? He yep. was a backup. Yep. He did not start the season as the starting quarterback. Okay. Case Keenum from five years ago comes in as a backup. They go to the NFC Championship game. So fan- fans are already sort of thinking, oh, man, we've done this before with a backup quarterback. How far can we go? Just so putting it out there, Josh Dobbs, <clears throat> not as good as Randall Cunningham. Yep. <laughs> so we're just going to let that sit out there. And then, yeah, I mean, Case Keenum, that was a historic-type run. I think Josh could get us there. We'll see how good he does once he picks up the offense and people start game planning for him. But, yeah, yeah. I don't think we – if he ends up being the next Randall Cunningham – then that will be the greatest trade that we fleeced the Arizona Cardinals for in history. Yes. It is nice, though, to have a quarterback. And this is uh, – Kirk's a really good quarterback. Kirk Cousins, one of the one of the 12 best quarterbacks in the world. Mm-hmm. But when, when a defensive player breaks through the line, he can't run anywhere, right? He's yeah. a statue in the pocket. It is nice to have a guy that if things melt down a little bit, he can run around and extend a play. It's the first time we've really seen that. Gosh, like when's the last – I mean – 
Keenum could run a little bit. Christian Ponder would just like run out of nervousness 10 years ago. Like, yeah. oh, God, it's happening. <laughs> but it's that been a long time true. since the, Dante Culpepper is probably the last true like running quarterback the Vikings have had 15 years ago. That's yeah. only running to get a suit made out of dollar bills. Yeah. <laughs> he loved that suit, man. He was worried. I got to ask you guys a question because many, many years ago, well, not that long ago, but several years ago, I was invited to a dinner party at this guy's house, right? Mm-hmm. Friend of a friend kind of deal. And I sit, I'm sit down and sit down at the table, and the seat next to me is open, and the bathroom door opens, and here comes Rich Gannon out of the ba- the men's room. He's sitting right next to me. I spent so much time criticizing Rich Gannon on the queue. I can't even tell you how often I went after him. Oh man! He says to me, "Yeah, Tom, I, I listen to you all the time. I love listening." To you. And I said, "Even when I went after, he goes, I got to be honest with you, Tom. It's your job. I understand that." What a nice mm-hmm. man. Okay. I have a Rich Gannon story. I want to. I want to piece together two sides of a Rich Gannon story. Here. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we used to have. Here, I guess I'm wondering: Is Rich Gannon full of shit? Okay, that's what I'm wondering. <laughs> so, there you, hey, Rich, you're still getting criticized <laughs> all these years later. So we used to have Rich Gannon as a guest on our old radio show. So I think this was the, the Mackie and Judd show uh, when we were on 1500 ESPN, probably six years ago, maybe seven years ago. Oh, okay. And he would come on as a weekly guest during football season, and he was great. He would, he'd, he would yeah. be fully prepared. He would, he would know everything about the Vikings' opponent, everything. He was a preparation freak, and he was great. And at the end of every single interview, we'd say, Rich Gannon, man, great stuff. Thank you so much. And he would say... Thank you, guys. You guys are the best. We'll talk to you next week. He would end every interview See? with, you guys You guys are the best. We'll talk to you next week. And we felt special. We were like, hey, Rich Gannon thinks we're the best. Great guy. And then uh, I happened to tune into, it was a, I think it was a Kansas City radio station. Oh, didn't he no. play for the Chiefs at one point? Yes, I think mm-hmm. so. And I heard, I heard him doing an interview, kind of the same type of deal, like he's doing a weekly breakdown with his friends on, you know, 810 or 610 Kansas City. And they get to the end of the interview, and Rich Gannon says, no, thank you guys. You guys are the best. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different state, you yeah. know. Like, wait a second. It's like when, uh, when I went to... Um, a Garth Brooks concert at U.S. Bank Stadium when, when he was here like three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. And he spent th- the whole, it was like a three-hour thing, and Garth spent the whole night just like between every song, he was like, oh, my God. I mean, this is a religious experience doing this for you guys. This yeah. is, I've been doing this for 30 years. This is the best crowd I have ever been in front of. My God, thank you guys. And I had a chance, uh, there's a guy named Jason Fitz who used to be a fiddle player for like the band Perry, one of the country bands. And he was, then he got into ESPN radio hosting. So he was, uh, we were doing a show together one day and during a commercial break, I asked Jason, I said, hey, totally random question because you like did the country music scene. I said, Garth Brooks made us feel really special last week at US Bank Stadium. Aww. He spent the whole time saying this is the best crowd he's ever been in front of. <laughs> you know, this is, the, this is the best night of his life. I said, was he... Was he just saying that? And Jason starts laughing. He goes, he literally says that every single sure? stop on every single tour. Yep. Rich Gannon, love you, <laughs> but you're full of shit. Yeah. Uh, he's a great guy. If it makes you feel any better, you know about the beef between Garth Brooks and Tom Segura, this comedian? I love yeah. Tom Segura. For some reason, I, 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 want, I forget the origin of it, but like Tom Segura has started this like, Garth, where are the bodies? 
like where are the bodies, Garth? And then there's like he found okay. like a a, th- a string of murders that just yes. happened to line up with Garth Brooks's oh like tour. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. So now when Whoops. you now if you go if you go to Garth Brooks's Instagram and you go to the comments, every, like the top comment is always something regarding. Dig up the bodies, Garth. Where are the bodies? <laughs> Show us the body. Where are the graveyards? So it's to the point, yeah, like it started as a joke, and then they started really connecting it. More people were connecting it. And now, and then Tom, uh, he completely uh, blocked Tom Segura off of everything. And so was- Garth Brooks might be a serial killer? Yeah. Is that what we're... <laughs> so I did, a quick, I did a quick search, and it looks like this has been going on since 2018. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Jesus. It, and it got to the point where, like, Garth Brooks definitely knows who he is because he told the, a story about how he, Tom was trying to dunk a basketball for, like, a promotion thing. Tom Segura? Yes. He can't yeah. dunk a basketball. Absolutely. Well, Absolutely here's not. the thing. He, he stumbled <laughs> and snapped his arm in half. Oh, yeah. God. And, oh. It's on, and it's on video. Oh. Yeah. He, but Tom Segura, later, much later <clears throat> after this, was talking to somebody who, like, used to work with, Tom, or, uh, with Garth Brooks, and he's like, when he's having a bad day, he pulls out that video of you breaking your arm, and that cheers him up. <laughs> cheers him up. <laughs> That's amazing. I got to close with this, Phil, because you just made me, I brought back a memory I had completely forgotten about. As you guys, well, Brittany, obviously, has known me for a billion years. Uh, you know, Tevin's known Half me for billion. several years. I'm not, I'm not much of the ass-kisser genre. It's just never been my deal to suck up to people or kiss ass or do. I mean, I've lost a number of jobs because I just won't kiss ass, right? I just don't do that. And it's not that I avoid doing it. It's just if I do it, my brain starts to hurt. So we're booked in Vegas. Were you at that Vegas show that had 5,500 people in it? Uh, I don't, I don't, I think I started when we moved to the Golden Nugget, which was really packed in there. Yeah. Uh, but I can't remember how many people were there. It was insane. Planet Hollywood, I think this one was, and there were 5,500 people that traveled to Las Vegas come see the show, and they just packed the place. They were literally standing. There weren't enough seats to sit to seat everyone, and the people, at, oh, the management looked at me like, what is wrong with you, right? Because we started the show, and everybody's cheering, and they're going, just going berserk and all the rest of it. Everybody quiets down, and I go, what do you want? Oh, to the manager guy? No, to the audience. Oh, and, and I'm assuming they all loved it. They thought it was hilarious. So you're not you you don't have the Garth Brooks mentality. You're not telling everybody how great they are. Fifty-five hundred people. Again. What do you want? What the hell are you guys doing here? That's why, uh, t- Phil. They you'll probably never it. hear Tom tell you you are the best. He'll say you're at least the sixth best I've ever worked you're with. You're inching in top five. Yeah. Well, plus top five. Uh, you're fringe, your fringe top five. Yeah. And I don't want to you know throw Tom under the bus, but. He tells all the contributors they're lovely and talented. So, yeah, you're not. Yeah, yeah lovely and talented. That's right. Lovely and talented. Well, we'll see the lovely and talented Phil Mackey next Monday. Hey, thanks. You guys are the best. Oh, get <laughs> out of here. What do you want? <laughs> he goes, get out of here. That's nice, Brittany. No, that is true. The ass-kissing part. Oh, you're just wonderful. You say that to everybody. Like, come on. <laughs> But yeah, if you walk out and go, you know what? Once you all kiss my ass, I go, I like this guy. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like Bernie Mac at the. Uh, yeah, I love like, Bernie yeah, Mac. I ain't scared of you, mother effers. I thought Bernie Mac was. He died way too young, man. Yeah, he died like his mid forties, I think. Yeah, I think mid forties. Oh my god! God, he was funny. I used to have him on the show because he had that. Uh, what was the name of the comedy tour? Oh, Kings of Comedy. Kings of Comedy. There you go. Oh yeah. God, he was a good guy. 
We'll take a break. Be right back. We got another magnificent. Oh, when he comes out, I'm going to go, oh, it's so great to have you, Chris Hager. You're the best. You're I can't the wait best to... ever. I can't wait for you guys to see what he has his uh, his name for StreamYard. <laughs> oh, no. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. 8.52 now. It's eight minutes till 9 o'clock. Bob Sansevier Sports brought to you by Bialki Law Firm. Hurt at work. Dave Bialki goes to work for you. Taking care of your workers' comp injury claims and denials. Go to BIAL. LKELaw.com. Tell them Bob and Tom sent you. We should go with Tom and Bob there because I think you know, there is a Bob and Tom in Indianapolis. Even though Tom, oh, excuse me, Bob retired, they still call it the Bob and Tom show. So we're going to change ours to the Tom and Bob show. What do you think, Sanny? Whatever you'd like to do, it's your show. How about Sanny and Barney? What do you think? <laughs> Bonnie. Hey, Bob, Bonnie. I was called Barney the whole time I was uh, a teenager and a young man. Everybody really? called me Barney. Well, because of Barney Fife, that's why I was. Oh. Barnard, Barney, get it? I Who love was the Barnard. guy that said Bernard? A Bernard. God, who, that's right. They, they, were to, they were, oh, was that, it was in the, uh, at the Empress Theater in North Minneapolis, and I was wearing my basketball jersey that had my name on the back of it. So all of the <clears throat> Tevins in the world, Bernard, the whole movie. That's that's a uh, <laughs> black people love to like use whatever you're wearing. Oh yeah, to talk a little crap to you, like oh you bet you think you're special over there in your little blue and gray jacket, don't you? I'll yeah, tell you what, yes, those you pants do. pants were nice twenty years ago. Right, <laughs> I've heard it. Believe me. So Sanny, what's the yeah. latest? Well, you know, it's rare because I came to Minnesota in 1984 to cover the Vikings for mm-hmm. the Star Tribune. And then I went to be a columnist at the Pioneer Press. Rarely have I looked forward to a game as much as Sundays because I want to know, like many Viking fans, is he a one-game wonder Ooh. or is he a savior for this team? Joshua Dobbs. I mean, he's the offensive player of the week. You couldn't have a better week than this guy has had. You know, That's NASA true. reached out yep. to him. They, uh, you know, they called him the Pastronaut, and they, uh, you know. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, that's a nickname somebody pinned on him, the Pastronaut, because they're into the fact that he's a rocket scientist or, you know, aerospace engineer. So he's, uh, you know, he's probably the top-ranked quarterback at NASA. So it just it's a great story. And actually, Tom, there were two great stories this week, and I'm wondering if you talked – to one half of the other great story, who's a good friend of yours, Louis okay. Nanny. I just talked to him last night, as a matter of fact. Uh, Catherine and I talked to Louis, talked to Tino and Michelle. Uh, very, very proud. Grandfather and father and mother. Is Louis still, you know, he's got to still be living the glory of, not only did he watch his grandson score his first goal as a wild, he was the TV analyst. I mean, what could yes. be better? And the line Louie had about, I saw him <laughs> score his first goal. Yeah, when he was a mighty mite at like three, or whatever the heck they are. AJ, what are they when they're like tiny, when they're toddlers just starting out? They're, yeah, it, mites is like the smallest one. And then there's okay. like squirts and peewees and bantams and stuff like that. Mighty mites, and yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. But yeah. In, in hockey, like the nanny family, some, you know, when you, you get the teething ring as a kid, they probably just gave him a hockey puck to gnaw on. <laughs> you know what I love about Louie Nanny the most? Because Louie and I have been friends now for, God, 40 years probably, something like that. Yeah. His whole family, just magnificent people. Everybody in that Nanny family is just a wonderful person. Well, except for mm-hmm. Tito. He's terrible. But, yeah, no. 
But one thing I love about Louis is when he gets whipped up about that stuff. I said, so, Louis, what's up? Well, Jesus Christ, I'm in uh, Buffalo right now. I'm going to go to Las Vegas, and I'm coming back there, and then I'm going to go to Florida, and then I'm going to go back to me. He gave me his whole itinerary for the next <laughs> month. That boy's always on the move. Yeah, but he, you're, I don't know him nearly as well as you do, but he's a great guy. Great and guy. I, the only disappointment I have in Tino is that his pizzeria closed. I know. I loved his pizza. I know, right there on Highway 7. Yeah, the man can make a pie. Yeah, no doubt about it. Tino and I are really, really good friends. As a matter of fact, we're going to get together and have a little dinner in the next couple of weeks. Looking forward to that. But, yeah, a little, uh, the little Letieri. Vinny Letieri scored his first Vinny. goal. as a, Vinny Letieri scored his first goal as a, uh, as a member of the Wild. That, what a great story. Well, you know, I remember I, I met him in high school because this goes way back, obviously, when my daughter was in high school and she was working for Fox Sports North doing high school stories and oh, interviews sure. yeah and i met him a great kid i mean he really was just a nice kid and i'm i'm thinking at the time oh, sammy it certainly wouldn't do so bad if you you know <laughs> you started dating old Vinny, good looking italian kid there yeah one of my favorite things about going to the nanny household or the latieri household because that's the two spots they get together at and marty shows up and louie and you got tino and you got all the women and you got everybody there and all the rest of it you don't get a lot of words in I will tell you that they they have a couple of a couple of cocktails and it's let me tell you the eighty fifth story. <laughs> Great well, family. A, now there's another story that they could add. Yes. Well, I want to know, Bob, how far down the rabbit hole of trying to get your daughter to marry into the nanny family did you get? Like, did you <laughs> offer like did you offer them a cow or anything like that? Is like the dowry? Payment? No, yeah. it never got. I just was thinking because I went oh, okay. with her. I said, boy, she could do worse. <laughs> Vinny just got married. You know that, right? This summer? Vinny did? Yeah, he did. Went to the yeah. wedding. Well, Sam did too. They'd have to be the second for each then. That's right. Yeah, they'd both get divorced. That'd be unbelievable. <laughs> Still holding on to hope. Matt, good Italian kid. Yeah. So is Vinny... Scoring some goals, making some dough. You yep. need Vinny's uh, goal scoring to rub off on Kirill Kaprizov because he's still struggling, correct? Isn't, I saw that he's off to like his slowest start of his career for a season. Yeah, well, I know they're off to – they lose 4-1 to one to the Rangers. Ooh. Meantime, the team – who expected the Timberwolves to win four in a row? They're on fire. Yeah. So, we got Victor Wembenyama tonight, first game of the in-season yep. tournament. Well, we'll see what winds up happening with this team. We'll, uh, I mean, it's, it'd be great if they could give people some, some interest this winter to be excited. Yeah, about. It, that's true. From, from people who've seen them, there won't be much excitement on your gopher basketball team. There hasn't been in about 75 years now, but other than that. No, I shouldn't no. say that. It was probably about 50 years, though. I think no, was... I mean, Clem had, I mean, he did have that final four team. Yeah, he that's did. That's been erased yep. from the record books. Yep, because... Why was that again? They... Ah, that, you know, the cheating scandal. Oh, All that's these right. guys, yeah. what did they do? Okay, they turned in some papers on the women's menstrual cycle. Who doesn't do that? I have done it. I mean, this is what's amazing about it. Why don't you think and turn something in? Instead of just, you're going through a list of things you could turn in that aren't yours. You pick the women's menstrual cycle <laughs> and you're, you're a college men's basketball player. What was her name again, the woman that turned them all in? Uh... God, oh, I can't. I'm just talking about her yesterday. Can't remember I can picture her, her. Yeah, yeah. It'll come to me in a matter of moments. So, oh, we're to the end. Or AJ will find it in a matter of moments. Oh. There you go. Oh, look at he put you to work. You see that? 
Look at, yeah. What do you think of that action? So, I guess somebody needs to, you know? Somebody's got to be Go for its cheating scandal and, uh, and Jan, whistleblower. Is it Jan something? Jan Gangelhoff. Jan, Jan Gangelhoff. There we go. We did it, yeah, Bob. I have it right here. It's Jan Gangelhoff. Uh, JJ, you AJ, you're late to the party. Oh. Wait. <laughs> AJ, you're useless. Sorry, where were you? I, I think and I found it. Jan Gangelhoff. I think it's Jan she Gangelhoff. She allegedly had a, uh, a, a thing with, was it Rush Archambeau? He, remember him? He yeah, was sure. A player on that team, so it's a yep. terrific player. But anyway, I do remember. Those were the days. Were they? They were. They really were. Bobby Jackson, heck of a player. When I was a young boy, man, there was no bigger Gopher basketball fan than me, I'll tell you that. That's where my, my love of watching Kevin McHale started. Well, it also probably because the, the first game you probably watched was when they played Ohio State, and there was that barn burner oh of a brawl. Hey, I like this sport. They had a slugfest out on the basketball court. I'll never forget it. Yep. That was some, what was that guy's name again? He was a really nice guy. He was for one, the Gophers or for the, for the Gophers. Ohio State? Well, there were a number of Luke. Well, was it Luke? Uh, Rittenauer? Not Luke Rittenauer. No. He was there. No, he's a young black man in America today. What the hell was his name again? A great guy. AJ. Jan Gangelhoff. Jan Gangelhoff. That's so his name. I'm seeing, yeah, I'm seeing. Brawl with, uh, with Ohio State. But they uh, had a brother that was famous too. Winfield was on that team too. I yeah, think. that's what I'm talking about. Winfield. Oh, you're talking about Dave Winfield. Dave Winfield. Yep, that's right. who was on there. Yeah, AJ, forget it. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm seeing Dave I'm Winfield through my searches, and then uh, by the way, I found that one from earlier. Jan Gangelhoff. Oh, you found that? Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, yeah. Yeah. Wow, I'm gonna write that down. Glad to come hear up it. with her name. Thanks. Yeah, of course. Glad to hear yeah. you found that one. Sure, wasn't Corky Taylor. Oh, Corky Taylor. I remember Corky Taylor. I was on that team, I believe. Huge. Part of that brawl. Huge fan of that basketball team back in the day, man. University of Minnesota was wonderful. Jim Dutcher was the coach, wasn't he, at that time? No, Musselman was the coach. Oh, Musselman was. Okay. Just a little bit after. Dutcher came later. Yeah, just a little before before Dutcher, yeah. Dutcher, unfortunately, he had the... uh, he had the Mitch Lee team where... Remember there was... Mitch Lee was acquitted that night. I was at that game. That night... He had a champagne glass shaved in the side of his head. I remember. To celebrate. I remember. That was not a good idea. No, it wasn't a, it wasn't a good idea. It might have been a good luck, but it wasn't a good idea. It was not a good idea, no question about it. So what else is going on in sports, Sanny? Well, I mean, the, really the big story this weekend is your Minnesota Vikings. It's certainly not your Gophers. Yeah, no, it's not um, the Gophers. And we'll see. I mean, Jefferson's not coming back yet, but he's – they got him the window, or the, they call it the portal, is open. We'll yeah. see what happens yep. with that. And I, I really, I mean, I, I hope Joshua Dobbs does well because it's a great story. But I do want to see something of Jaron Hall. And for yeah. that to happen, Dobbs has to either get hurt or be miserable. And I don't think uh, Hall's out of the concussion protocol yet anyway. But it'd be nice to see what he actually can do for an entire game mm-hmm. so they know what they have. No, I understand. It just. Right now, Bob, I mean, thank God the Vikings did uptick a bit because right now, and the the Twins, of course, made the second round of the playoffs. That was great, too. But, man, for a long time, there was just nothing to watch as far as sports were concerned, local sports. No, and, Tom, I don't know if you've heard, but uh, there's no franchise that has a longer drought for championships than the Vikings. (laughs) And no city with four of the four major teams has a longer drought for a championship than Minnesota. It's unbelievable. It's incredible, the double whammy. They never win, Bob. They, Minnesota just never no. wins anymore. Well, okay. D- do you think some of it is ownership? Yes. 
Because I think that's the case, and because the, the Twins, they just don't want to spend money. No, they've had you know they did they certainly had it together in '87 and '91, but it was more just the young talent that matured together, mm-hmm. and that worked out wonderfully for him. But the Wild, I guess the Wild owner, and you know the guy. I mean, he has spent money; it just hasn't maybe spent it wisely enough. Yeah, I feel kind of sorry for him though. You know, Craig Leopold. Craig Leopold. I feel sorry for him because, you know, Craig's worth, I think, like $3 billion. Yeah, it's tough. But his wife is that... worth $6 billion. Is she? <laughs> oh. what, what, what's her money from? I think she's a member of the one of the, high, high, the most wealthy families in America. What the hell? I can't remember who his wife is anymore. I AJ. Just, I was just talking. AJ. AJ, get off your ass and find out who Craig Leopold's wife is. L-E-I-P-O-L-D. Well, he knows that. Can't be another... Estee Lauder grandson or something. It's not that, not but it's it's a very fa- it's a it's famous not the family. Liquor thing is it? Uh, it's Helen Johnson Leopold. So is she a part of the Johnson like, and Johnson? Johnson and Johnson yep, family. That's where it is. Which Johnson? The, the first second one. My one right here. Her net worth as as of twenty twenty three is four point six billion dollars. Four point six billion, and he's worth like two or three billion. That's pretty good. Wait, when anyway. he met her, was he a pauper? <laughs> and then he, you know, I don't know. Mrs. Money, Craig, you're right. a good guy. You know, I've always liked you. There's a. I just ran into him at the uh, at the Wild Game a couple weeks Are he, ago. He is always. I mean, I haven't talked to him in, in a, quite a while since Great he stopped guy. being a cop. But he always was very nice, and he was. He seemed like a really good guy. And you you confirming that now that he is. Oh, he's a great guy. And I think Ahmad Ahmad Rashad was his brother-in-law because he was married to one of the Johnson and Johnson women too. What was that Sally Johnson? I think. I oh, think, I think, before he was married to uh, Felicia? No, I think it's one of the 17 in between. I, I'm not sure which one it is. Ahmad likes wealthy women. Let me put it that way. Yeah, it looks, yeah. Not it, an it idiot. Does, it doesn't everybody, though? It looks like it, it's not sale. It can't be sale. It's, it's probably Sally. Sally. Yeah, they Sally, were married yeah. until uh, 07 to 13. 07 to 13. He's been divorced from her for 10 years already? Yes. Wow. God. How many, how many, how many wives has Ahmad had? Ahmad, as Bud would call him. Yeah, Ahmad, yeah. Three. Three wives, really? Matilda Johnson for three years back in the 70s. Uh, Felicia Rashad, 85 Very pretty to woman. 01. And then uh, yeah. Sally Johnson, 07 to 13. God, really? That's amazing. Oh, Ahmad is a handsome devil. He hasn't changed. I mean, he hasn't. He's ageless. Yeah, he is ageless. The guy still right. looks the same. I I run into him a couple of times. A very very pleasant guy. You know. You won't. Well, we talked about it. You're not going to find many former Vikings who aren't pleasant. There's a That's few. True. There's a few, but not many. But yeah, but not uh, not at all. I mean, it's uh, he's yeah he's every I have talked to him. I don't know him on a personal level. Chuck thinks the world of him. Chuck Foreman. Chuck Foreman's one of my you favorite know. people in the world, Bob. What'd you bring him up yeah. for? Well, because he's on, yeah, I'm on with him. I do a show with him every Thursday, the Jim Bob Sports Jamboree with Vikings legend Chuck Foreman. You don't ever want to have Chuck come on this show. We love he was on the first him. show. He was. Where oh, were you? Oh, that's right. You weren't here yet. I wasn't, I wasn't around. <laughs> you don't know the history oh, of the Tom that, Menard show. Have you attacked now AJ and Tom? I'm just going to let myself my out. Well, I nice can't shirt. see it because you have that gauzy uh, overlay on it. Oh, yeah. That you can't see. What's that? She's got filter. Yeah, she's got it was tape my over turn. Her. I would say Chuck Foreman is one of the nicest people I have ever met. And I'm not just saying that because I think the world of him. He is a great guy. He absolutely is. And because I've known him, I mean, I've done a show with him for five, six, seven years. And he's, he is. He's absolutely wonderful. And 
He loves, by the way, to drive. Like he goes to if he goes to Miami to do where he went to school. He yeah. drove down yep. there because he was inducted into their uh, the Ring of Honor at Miami is a bigger deal than the Miami Hall of Fame. Yeah, it is because yep. you know there's, they could put a lot in the Hall of Fame. There's only so many they could put up on the Ring of Honor. He he went in though. Jimmy Johnson was one of the guys he went in with. Oh yeah. Which is not too shabby. I will tell you, honest guy, it's good to, for people to hear this because there are. Chuck Foreman was one of the greatest running backs I have ever seen in my entire life. Phenomenal running back, and he's a great guy. I think that's good for people to hear that that you can be a supreme talent and a good person, right? Yeah, and he and absolutely. And I also I have talked to him about this for years, and I've I think I, I got to get Mike Bryant to either do it or, or recommend the attorney do it. No, ground floor. Chuck Foreman cloning rights. Oh, there you go. Imagine Chuck Foreman from the 70s playing today. <laughs> he would be unbelievable. He would be. You're right. AJ's like making this face. Hey, what? Ted Williams' head is floating in some kind of uh, cryonic a Tuna fluid. can. It's a sitting on a tuna can. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. People get into this stuff. I guarantee you. I was drinking water. What do you mean? Devin was doing face? nothing. Tevin and I were making terrible faces. Yes. No, Karen was, was making just, a like, I don't believe no, this. AJ was, was literally drinking idea. water quietly, and he was just attacking. I didn't mention AJ. AJ's, AJ's just trying to mind his own business. AJ, look it up. Chuck Foreman for cloning rights. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Jan, Jan Rosenthal or whatever it was. Yeah. Jam Rosenthal. Yes, that's Jan what it was. Jan She died not that long long ago i believe who jam yeah sorry to hear it that's yeah. unfortunate anyway you know what the hell so what's coming up in sports this weekend anything good would you fight you want to talk about the gophers no no that's what i'm saying they i'd stink. love talking about the vikings that's great but we talked about them but there's nothing else to talk about is it? Oh, your timberwolves hey the timberwolves, timberwolves. are playing as uh uh, Tevin said they're playing uh, Wimbenyama. Yeah, the Timberwolves right now, they show the Timberwolves some respect because they are oh. one of the top. They're, what's that? They're four in a row. Yeah, four Five in a row. They're, they're starting to get some national steam. People are saying they might be the second best team in the West right now. Mm, might We're, be, yeah. It's early, Tom. We're having be. some success. This is just like when we all hopped on the Twins bandwagon for the playoffs. Let's get behind the wolves. You know, Let's make some magic happen. Will it end in a fiery only, crash? Probably, but we're going to enjoy the ride <laughs> along the way. Kevin is oh, so right about that because they will have this run and then they will just crash yep. and just slip in. below 500. And the, then they'll scramble to make the playoffs. The best, the best uh, sign for the rest of the season was when we played the Boston Celtics last or this week and Cat decided he was going to be a healthy scratch and just be in foul trouble and only mm-hmm. contribute seven points. And then Anthony Edwards said, you know what, everybody, hop on my back. I'm going to carry us through overtime, and we're going to get this W. So regardless if Cat plays well or not, we have Anthony Edwards. Is he the next Michael Jordan? He might be. Mm-hmm. And oh, please. <laughs> I knew you'd like he that one, Bob. Please. <laughs> but no, Anthony Edwards is going to be great. We've got a superstar. Okay. It's our time to shine. I don't disagree that he could be a superstar, but the biggest key to this team is Cat realizing he's not a superstar. He is now a complementary player to Anthony Edwards. Yeah. And when he accepts that, this team can soar. Yes. But he can't try to be the he can't try to be the equal. He's not. What you just said got brought back one of the greatest memories in the history of my radio career. That's what I'm here for. As a young woman named Rachel, who does, by the way, work at Hubbard now, but she was working at the Squirrel Cube. Bite. Squirrel Bite, that's exactly right. 
You never met Rachel. You know Rachel. Squirrel bite? We called it a squirrel bit her on the foot once, so we called her squirrel bite from that day on. <laughs> Brittany, you remember That's squirrel bite, don't you? Awesome. Yeah, of course. Well, she's still around. She still works at Hubbard. She's very, great. Very nice. She's wonderful. Good old Lesby. She says, Tom, I got to tell you this story because it was so embarrassing. I said, what? I said, it was a couple of years ago. I, was, I don't remember what. I think it was a basketball team, but I'm, mm-hmm. I don't. It was a basketball It was basketball, team. Bob. Good. Yep. High school. She said she's put in the game for the first time on the team. They put her in the game. Everything's silent. All of a sudden, she hears her mother go, now's your time to shine. <laughs> <laughs> I think, Tom, I think it's when she was at the free throw line. It's that free throw line. Uh, That's exactly. <laughs> that is awesome. And she oh. might have also yelled, be a star. Be a star, yes. <laughs> Rach, we love you. We'll always have no question. Squirrel bite, that was her name. Okay, you've you got to have Chuck on again, but I don't know. Have you ever had Have you had Rachel on since you started the Tom Bernard No, we got to get her in, absolutely. What, so what does she do over at the Hubbard now? Doesn't she work at Twin Cities Live? Right? Oh, is that where she works, Twin Cities Live? Yeah, didn't you see her when you did your interview Yeah, over Yeah, there? I did see her that day, yeah. But I didn't know she worked there. She's, she's uh, wonderful. Yeah, she's amazing. I tell you what, going out and having a cocktail with Rachel and Amy Kerr was unbelievable. Those two, God, they were fun. A couple of very nice people, unlike you, Pills. I knew that was coming. Yeah, I knew that was headed my way. It was good times. All right, Sandy, I thought it was a brilliant report. <laughs> yeah, I bet you did. What, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm trying to give you a compliment well, here. I, okay, now, because I, everyone, I offended everyone, apparently. AJ, he's the best. Nobody can get to that Google quicker than him. Look at him. He's a superstar. Himself. Hey, Bob, by the way. Kevin. Bob, yeah. real quick. Jan yeah. Gangelhoff is that name you were looking for earlier. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, I knew I, I just couldn't come up with it. Thank right. you. And AJ, Kevin, now's your time to shine. <laughs> You're a star. <laughs> Kevin is a star for everything that's happened since he joined the show. He doesn't know anything before. Oh, like, no, the show was dead to me before I Chuck was up. featured the first week of the show. And he was. Yeah. I'll go podcast yeah. it. And Brittany, who can what can you say about Brittany? Don't get him out of here immediately. Also, she, can I can I get one of those sweatshirts, Bob? She's the best. Yeah. I won't. I want one of the BS sweat shows with the rainbow. Yeah, I like that. That is a good one. Uh, when I have this was actually this was a one of a kind, but I'll I'll see what I can do about getting you a, a two of a kind. Who made <laughs> cool. it? We'll do that. How about that? I can get made, you a hat. Who made the sweater? Up, but I'll get you a hat. Jesus, mm. trying to get in a hat. Word in edgewise today is a bitch. Sorry, where did, Where did you get the shirt? Uh, I went to a place that had it made. Oh, you did have it Ooh. made. Oh, I did have it made. Yeah, but I went. I went uh, I'm trying to remember where I had this. I think actually it was out in, in Delano. Oh, what an ego. Right. <coughs> hey, just promoting the show, the BS show, five days a week. BSshow.net, Spreaker.com. Spreaker. Find it there. All right, Sandy. Lovely and talented Bob Sands for your ladies and gentlemen. Bye bye. Brittany, bye. Bye, AJ. He's still looking up Jen Dangelhoff. <laughs> He's at it again. Bob Sansevier Sports brought to you by Bielke Law Firm. Heard at work, Dave Bielke goes to work for you, taking care of your workers' comp injury claims and denials. Go to B-I-A-L-K-E-Law.com. Tell them Tom and Bob sent you. That'd be good. Oh, is he gone? Yes. Good. I love Bob. I don't want to say that when he's on, though. I had to mute my mic for most of that segment because I was laughing so hard. What about his craziness? 
Yeah, he kept just attacking random people, and then literally AJ was drinking water. He goes, AJ, what's that face? Why get it? You think whatever? And I was like, what is he? I was, I was Tom. I like if you watch the YouTube, I'm just laughing the whole time. I have my mic muted, and I was laughing the whole time. Sandy, I love Sandy. Always have. He was hired and fired at KQ five times. Yeah. (laughs) Five times. They found out he was Italian and got rid of him. You know. (laughs) <laughs> the Eagles are at XL Energy Center on their farewell tour on Saturday, November 18th, and you can see them with me and Catherine in my suite. i got to say with Catherine and me. i got to flip it. I didn't print this out, but, you know. To enter, just go to Tom Bernard app or the website at TomBernardShow.com. Listen for your name to be announced each day at 8, 10, 9, 10, and 10, 10. Email us back by midnight at contest at TomBernardShow.com, and you win. Uh, today's qualifier name for the uh, See the Eagles with me in my suite is Robert Simonson of uh, Maple Grove, excuse me, Robert Simonson of Maple Grove. Robert Simonson, email us by midnight tonight, contest at TomBernardShow.com. That's contests at TomBernardShow.com. Yesterday, Renee Turgeon of Richfield, email us back immediately. Thank you, Renee. And will join me in the uh, suite to see the Eagles at the XL on Saturday, November 18th. Robert Simonson, Maple Grove, email us by midnight tonight at contest at TomBernardShow.com. We'll take a break. Be right back. More of this psychotic silliness right after this. What do you think? Hey, what was Jan's last name again? Gangle something? Gangleheimer? Gangleheimer. That's it.